بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين Thank you all for being here May Allah bless all of you for being here May Allah reward all of you for being here Say Amin Before we get things started Before we get things started I need to ask a very 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 quick question Who can tell me the topic You have to raise your hand Of the talk tonight What's the topic? of the talk tonight. What is the talk? If you paid attention to the announcement, thank you very much. Did you take two pieces? Okay, Noreen? Is that how you pronounce your name, Noreen? Okay, thank you. Nice name. Can I borrow it for like five minutes? Can I be Noreen for... <laughs> She's like, what? <laughs> what kind of tea did you drink for dinner? Okay, my question is, what's the topic? Alpha? Five before five. Now we're going to get to that. Now this is for... For Alpha, Ahmed, can you go give it to... So you'll get your two pieces. You know, you got to pay your people. Okay, and then give him one piece. Alpha, thank you. Okay, so the topic is five before five. We're going to get to that in a second. Before we get to that, I want to mention a brief request for everyone here, especially, primarily, specifically, for the parents, I want to encourage all of you to please donate something to the masjid, to the center, so we can continue to have our masjid open and functioning and flourishing, just like tonight. This, this really makes my heart glow. I'm so happy, alhamdulillah, in order for us as a community to continue to pray here, right, freely, comfortably, in a relaxed way, alhamdulillah, Right, by the grace of Allah, we're not struggling with different things that other people in the world are struggling with. We ask Allah to help them and to help us to help them. Think of the Muslims in China. For them, the number one goal is just to be Muslim, just to survive as Muslims and to not be oppressed just for being Muslim. So for them, that is goal, that's a dream. And we ask Allah to make that dream a reality for them. We ask Allah to help them and to help, help us to help them. So out of gratitude, that Allah has given us the blessing to be able to freely and comfortably and easily, alhamdulillah, come to the masjid whenever we want to come to the masjid on a Friday night. It's a huge blessing from Allah. So out of gratitude to Allah Azza wa Jal, I want to encourage all of the parents to donate something tonight. I'm not going to ask for any hand raising, but I want to mention some numbers. I have platforms here, if anyone is interested. And we have uh, pens as well. I want to encourage you, and this, alhamdulillah, earlier today I gave uh, both of the Jum'ah khutbahs and after each one did some fundraising for the center. MashaAllah, after each Jum'ah there were people who raised their hand to agree to donate $12,000. Takbir, Allahu Akbar. Multiple people, alhamdulillah. If somebody wants to pay whatever amount up front as a lump sum today, maybe they want to do that because today's the last day of the year and they can have it for their tax write-offs. What Make that your 1B intention. 1A, of course, is for Allah to support Allah's house. وَأَنَّ الْمَسَاجِدَ لِلَّهِ The masajid, they're for Allah Azza wa Jal. I want to encourage you guys here to think about that. If we want to pass the torch that's more sacred than the Olympic torch, far more important and special than the Olympic torch, to the next generation which we see here and now, Right? We have to step up to the plate as best we can with our time, with our effort, and especially with our money. 
يا أيها الذين آمنوا هل أدلكم على تجارات تنجيكم من عذاب أليم تؤمنون بالله ورسوله وتجاهدون في سبيل الله two things بأموالكم وأنفسكم I'll give you two pieces for that ذلكم خير لكم إن كنتم تعلمون that is better for you if you but knew okay yes two pieces for you because you did a good job finishing the ayah so I want to encourage no hand raising but I want to mention these numbers and please give what you can. If you can give 12,000, then give 12,000. If you can do it at once or break it up 1,000 per month over the next year. If you can't do that, give 6,000. All at once or 500 per month over the next year. Or 3,000, give 250 a month over the next year if that's what's easiest for you. Or any amount, give 1,500, give 1,000, give any amount. And what's beautiful, I'll conclude with this before we get to the talk. What's beautiful is, any time this topic comes up, and parents, we know this, we see it in our kids all the time. If I were to ask any of the kids here, any of the youth here, how much would you want to give? I have, there's no shadow of a doubt. In their hearts, all of them have some amazing number that they wish they could give a million dollars. Do you guys wish you could give a million dollars? Yes! No? You wish you could give two million? No. MashaAllah. One trillion. MashaAllah. What, what's beautiful about it? What's beautiful about it? Hold on, pause, relax, relax. Wusa. <laughs> Four seconds in, eight seconds out. Take it easy. Okay? What's, what's beautiful, hold on. What's beautiful about this is I believe they're sincere. Any time, and for those, any of the kids who have been in any halaqa that I've had, any class, and if there's ever the topic of, hey, let's donate something for sadaqah, and if I mention increments, should we give this amount, this amount, this amount, I already know what they're going to say. They're going to say we should mention the highest amount. That's in their fitrah. So let's step up as best we can, no hand raising, but give what you can, do what you can, ask Allah to accept it from you, and ask Allah to bless not only your kids, but also the kids of others, we ask Allah to accept all of our efforts and contributions. Say Ameen. Ameen Rabbil Alameen. MashaAllah. Now, for the, moving on to the topic. Moving on to the topic. Five before five. Now, I'm going to need, especially for the youth, to pay attention because y'all ain't just going to get candy for free. You're going to have to earn it with your manners and then also with answering some questions. But what's most important is your manners. Most people, if they're going to get candy tonight, it's going to be because of their manners. A few people may answer some questions, but just make sure you're well behaved. You'll do just fine, alhamdulillah. Okay, five before five. Number one, youth before old age. Number two, so just, you know, just take mental notes. Youth before old age, number one. Two, health before sickness. Three, wealth before poverty. Four, free time before preoccupation. Five, life before death. You have to raise your hand. This is for the boys. If you answer this, you'll get two pieces. The rest of the boys will get one piece. What was number one? What was number one? Yes. Youth before? Before growing up. <laughs> yeah, that's very polite of you. <laughs> he didn't say old age. He said, you know, growing up. He's very diplomatic. MashaAllah. So I give you your two pieces. 
I'm going to need my helper, Ahmed. Can you give all the boys one piece, please? Thank you very much. So again, pay attention. Youth before old age. By the way, it's really beautiful that one of the youth mentioned that point. Youth before old age. So the Prophet is teaching us to take advantage of five before five. Yes, you know, this happens to be New Year's Eve and it happens to be a Friday night. Tomorrow happens to be January 1st. All right, cool. Whoop-de-doo. MashaAllah. This topic, this hadith is relevant 24-7, 365. This hadith is always relevant for us. It's always worth reflecting. So for the youth, notice something. Number one is youth before old age. Very clear. Number two, health before sickness. Generally speaking... And you're going to have to raise your hand. Now, th not every question is going to result in a wave of candy distribution where everyone is going to end up getting something from one group or another. Sometimes it's just going to be for the person who answers. And I'll make that clear each time as best I can. And I hope I don't slip. Otherwise, I may owe people a lot of candy as opposed to just one person. Okay. So this is a question for the girls. It's a one-piece question. Number one is youth before old age. Number two is health before sickness. Boys, I need you to behave, please. Number two is health before sickness. Question for the girls. Generally speaking, are people usually more healthy when they're younger or older? You have to raise your hand. You have to raise your hand. White scarf. Yes. Stand up. So generally speaking, Health before sickness usually has to do with younger folks as opposed to folks who may have grown up a little bit. Okay, I need Noreen. Can you take her, her special, her special piece, please? Thank you. Okay, stay standing. Otherwise, all the other girls in white hijabs are going to raise their hand and say, it was me, it was me. Okay, so we know exactly who it was. So if you think about it, one is very clear, youth before old age. Two, it says health before sickness, which is very clear and transparent. It applies health before sickness, but generally that's also going to apply to the youth. Number three for the boys, does anybody remember specifically what's number three? Do you remember number three? You have five seconds. One piece question. Yes. What was number three? Thank you. You have five seconds. Five, four, three, two. Yes. Wealth before poverty. You remembered that. MashaAllah. Wealth before poverty. Now, I'm going to ask you. You can get another piece. When you think of someone who's wealthy, do you typically generally think of someone who's younger, someone who's more grown up? What age do you imagine? 23, <laughs> this is the, 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 the age of tech and YouTubers. <laughs> Do you th let me simplify it for you. Do you think of someone who's 5 or 50? If you had to pick between the two, who's more likely to probably be a millionaire or billionaire? It's not a hard question. Hold on, I'm asking one person. Manners, I'm asking one person. Huh? I'm going to give myself this piece. You know, I, I should I should ask one of our our grown-ups. <laughs> who do you who do you when so youth before old age is very clear. Health before sickness, it's clear typically it's gonna lean more towards youth. 
Number three, wealth before poverty is probably going to be the kids or the grown-ups? The kids or the parents most likely? What, what would you say? You were helping him, but is it you're gonna be you're gonna be a billionaire, inshallah, when you grow up? Al Halal Abdurrahman ibn Auf, one of the ten Sahaba promised Jannah. He was very wealthy and very generous. So as soon as you make your first billion, just give one percent to MCYC. Is that okay with you? Okay, so we have an agreement. Everyone here is witnesses. Okay, may Allah give you even more than that and help you to use it in a lot of good ways. Okay, yes, yes, sir. Hold on, I'm asking him a question. When you think of wealth before poverty, if you think of someone who's wealthy, do you typically think of someone who's closer to 5 or 50? Uh, something like... We have some very ambitious youth, mashallah. I'll give you a piece for that. Okay. Let's move on. Let's move on to the girls. Hold, hold on, hold on, hold on. Y'all are messing with my mojo. Uh, pink hijab, yes. Can you stand up? Yes. Probably 50. Okay, Noreen, I need your help. Y'all mess with my mojo, man. That's, you know that's the right answer. But mashallah, hey, you, you guys have your ambition. That's awesome. So number one, youth before old age. Number two, health before sickness. Typically, the needle leans more towards the youth, generally speaking. Wealth before poverty, usually middle age, maybe a bit older. Yes, you have some exceptions. Dream big. Prophet Yusuf, okay? Dreams were very important in his story. At the beginning, middle, and end. Okay, so whatever your dreams are, they do matter. Dream big. His dream was amazing, and eventually the dream did come true. Don't get it twisted. I'm just saying, generally speaking, okay, wealth before poverty, in terms of that idea of wealth, usually it's more a little bit older. Number four, free time before preoccupation. Do you think that typically, I'm just going to go straight to the girls. Should I go? No. No, the boys should have a chance. Okay, for the boys. See, so even some of the parents are saying, no, 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 go that way, because they, you know, they, they, they give answers that might be a, a, little, a, little, bit, uh, a little bit more palatable. You know, that, that... Little man over here? Okay, free time before preoccupation. Man, how's, what, what do you think? Usually younger or older? Younger, mashallah. Okay, it's a bounce pass, you know. Okay, younger before older. And what's awesome is we have a young man saying that, mashallah. All, all the men are young men. May Allah bless all of you and, you know, reward everyone for, uh, for the energy and the zeal that they have. So you notice something. Hold on. I want to see who's going to sit quietly first, the boys or girls. And you have to sit properly as well. Settle down a little bit. It's awesome that you guys are here, but we have to all behave at the same time. Youth before old age, the needle points towards the youth. Health before sickness, points towards the youth. Wealth before poverty, points more towards grown-ups. Free time before preoccupation, points generally more towards youth. And then life before death is broad for anyone and everyone. So you notice that there are these subtleties within this hadith that there is a little extra advice. There is a cherry on top within this 
hadithis, five before five, tilting more towards youth. Now what's beautiful about this, and I didn't mention it at the beginning on purpose, this hadith, it was on the flyer, so I, I want to see who was paying attention to the flyer. Who narrates this hadith? Which companion, which sahabi narrates that the Prophet said this? والسلام, yes, sir. Abdullah bin Abbas, radiallahu anhumah. Okay, sorry, bounce pass, my bad. You know when you're a Lakers fan, it just, these days you can't, you can't pass, you can't shoot, can't do anything. Alhamdulillah. May Allah make things easy. Abdullah bin Abbas is the one who narrates this hadith. Now I have a question. This is, so the boys answered the last one. Question for the girls, one piece question. One piece question. Who can tell me how was Abdullah bin Abbas related to the Prophet This is a question for the girls. How was he, you raise your hand. Yes. Yes. How was he related to the Prophet? He, he was his uncle. So, good guess, but the Prophet was not his uncle, Yusuf. His cousin, Abdullah bin Abbas was, he had to do it a little to the side. So they were cousins, but the Prophet was 50 years older than Abdullah bin Abbas. 50 years older, 5-0, not 1-5. So keep that in mind. So we're going to do some math. This is open for both boys and girls, but you have put your hand down. How old is the prophet? Put your hand down. Put your hand down. I'm just gonna make the question for the girls if the boys keep messing around. You gotta work with. I'll work with you if you work with me. For now, it's open to both. If the prophet died when he was 63, how old was Abdullah bin Abbas when the prophet died? Yes. Thirteen. 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 MashaAllah, that's very nice of him. Thirteen. So Abdullah bin Abbas noticed this. From when he was a kid, he had the he had uh, maturity. Right? He had the mind of a scholar from a young age. One time he wanted to sleep over at the house of his cousin of the Prophet. Guys, if you're going to be here, you have to behave. I want you to be here, but you have to behave. Okay, please work with me. So he wanted to have a sleepover at his cousin's house, at the Prophet's house, The Prophet was more than happy to host him. He wanted to sleep over at the Prophet's house because he wanted to pray Qiyam with the Prophet. He wanted to pray Tahajjud with the Prophet, so they go to sleep. It's a sleepover, right? You know, usually people don't sleep at sleepovers, right? For kids. They did, they did actually get some sleep. That's fine. That's fine. Okay. So he waits until the Prophet gets up. So he's, like, he's sleeping, but he's also trying to be like half asleep. So he can pay attention to when the Prophet gets up to pray. So when the Prophet gets up to pray to Hajjad, he gets up as well. He watches the Prophet make wudu. He makes wudu in the same exact way, The Prophet starts praying. And when Abdullah bin Abbas joins him, he's still a kid at this time, he joins the Prophet to his left. Hold on, patience. So the Prophet moves him behind him to his right. Because the Imam, when there are two people, the Imam is on the left side. 
So Abdullah bin Abbas, he takes a step back. And the, a small step back. So during prayer, the Prophet, he continues praying, he brings him forward. And again, Abdullah bin Abbas takes a step back. So this happens a couple times. And eventually, he takes a step back and the Prophet leaves him. After it happens three times. So after these two rak'ahs finish, the Prophet turns to him out of love and the Prophet tells him, I wanted you to pray next to me. Out of rahmah, out of kindness, out of love and mercy. He, he loves his cousin and he loves and is amazed by the fact that this kid wants to, he wasn't forced to, wants to get up to pray with him in the middle of the night by choice. So out of love, the Prophet wants him to pray next to him. So he tells him, you know, I wanted you to, when we were praying, I wanted you to pray next to me. But Abdullah bin Abbas, as a kid, he responded saying, how can I pray next to you when you're the Prophet? So that's why I kept taking a step back. So look, look at the wisdom of this. I mean, you can say kid, but you can see the mind of a scholar from a young age. So the Prophet noticed this glimmer in him, and he made dua for him. He asked Allah to teach him the interpretation of the Qur'an and to make him understand this deen. So he made dua for these two things. Now, when the Prophet passed away, والسلام, Abdullah bin Abbas was how old? He was 13. So prior to the Prophet's passing, there were many companions that had spread out. There were different conquests and there was a lot going on. So a lot of them were spread out. When they got the news that the Prophet had passed away, they came back to Medina. They came back to Medina. So Abdullah bin Abbas, as a 13-year-old, he noticed this. So he mentioned to his friend, a young man from the Ansar, they're both the same age, about 13. He mentions to him that, you know, now all the, the Sahaba, especially the senior Sahaba, especially, you know, those who... They knew a lot, but you know, they may have been out of town, you could say. They're all here now, so let's go and ask them questions. Let's learn from them. Let's take advantage of this opportunity because now this was pre-Wi-Fi, pre-internet, right? Let's go and ask them, so let, let's learn from them. Let's take advantage of this opportunity. And his friend, so be careful who your friends are, his friend told him, like, you know, there are all these senior companions and they all know so much, like... Why even bother? Instead, let's go play with pigeons. That was like the Xbox at that time. Or PlayStation. I don't care. It doesn't matter. It don't matter. So his friend was like, you know, there are already these like scholars among the companions. Like, guys, please behave. Like, you know, why should we even bother? Instead, let's go have fun. Why study in school, basically? Let's go have fun. Let's only look at fun. Right? Let's go, let's go play with pigeons. That was how they had fun back then. So Abdullah bin Abbas, he said, I left him. He's mentioning this later. He said, so, so I, I left him. He wasn't rude to him. He wasn't mean to him. He just decided internally in his heart, I don't know if I want to be close friends with that guy anymore. So he went and he would ask questions and he would learn. And, and as the cousin of the Prophet, we, we need to understand how much love and appreciation the Sahaba had for the family of the Prophet. They had a very deep love and appreciation. So Abdullah bin Abbas, who's the cousin of the Prophet, he would go to the houses of different companions in the middle of the day, and he would wait outside of their home, even if it was hot outside, sometimes he would take a nap, because in the middle of the day, people would you know, usually go and take a nap in that society. So he would go to them, and this happened regularly. 
they would come outside and they would find him sitting there. He may be a little bit dusty, right? Because he was wait, waiting outside for a while. And they all would have the same response. Like, you're the cousin of the Prophet. You, I'll come to you. You don't have to come to me. I'll come to you. Now notice, they're probably a few decades older than him. But they would appreciate the fact that he was the cousin of the Prophet and they appreciated that. They, they deeply respected that. They, they loved him for that. And on top of that, he was a righteous youth. And on top of that, he's seeking knowledge. They appreciated that. So they would say that, you know, we'll come to you. And then he had a beautiful response. He would say, you, the person is supposed to go to seek knowledge. You go to knowledge. Knowledge does not come to you. So even though they're offering him, we'll come to you on a silver platter. He's telling them, no. I would rather come to you out of respect for this knowledge of the deen. So he would do that and he would learn and he would learn and he would learn. Eventually, he became known as Tarjuman al-Qur'an, the, the interpreter of the Qur'an. He became known as the scholar of the ummah. So he would ascend in rank. And so the other friend, take note of this, that other friend, you know, from back in the day, wanted to just go and have fun and forget your studies, let's just go play, play games and have fun, right? Forget your homework, who cares? Yay. That same friend, mm -mm. that same friend later on would pass by these gatherings where, where there would be, because Abdullah ibn Abbas became a, a, a great scholar from among the, the, the younger companions, and then when he would grow up, he, be, he was this, this huge scholar. And so the, that same friend from back in the day, he said that he would pass by these gatherings with all of these people there and he would say that young man knew better than me. That young man knew better than me. This is who's relating this hadith. I want to mention a, a, a few things about him briefly and then we'll get back to it and we'll reflect on it a little bit. We won't take too much time inshallah. <clears throat> Are you guys with me? Are you guys with me? Do we need a trivia question? Some, some people have fallen asleep. How can you fall asleep? You had some sour patch. You should be awake right now. But don't be awake too much for too long, because if you're awake till 2 a.m., then your parents will get mad at me. Why did you give my kids sour patch? So try, make, brush your teeth, try to go to bed on time, and I'll make it easy. Hold on. My question is this. So this question is for the girls. It, whoever answers it will get, I'm making it clear, we'll get two pieces and all the other girls will get one piece. Okay? So the, if the boys behave, then you guys will get a question as well. But they were more quiet when I was mentioning those things. So I'm going to start with them. Thank you guys for your manners. Question for the girls. Who can tell me the name of the father of Abdullah bin Abbas? Yes, ma'am. You can stand up in the white scarf. Yes. Now, do you guys see? Noreen, can you come? Exactly. Abdullah ibn Abbas, Abdullah the son of Abbas. It's okay. I, I got, got with that before too. Don't worry about it. Question for the boys. If I don't know if I should have a question for the boys. Maybe only some of them. I know who was behaving and who wasn't. Don't, don't, don't think I don't see these things. Hold on. Question for the boys, and I will keep track, okay? Whoever answers it will get two pieces, and the other boys will get one piece, but 
I'm gonna need y'all to step it up a little bit more in terms of the behavior. Question for the boys. Hold on, hand down. Who can tell me? Hold on. What was there generally in terms of the concept? You can paraphrase. What was the response of Ibn Abbas when other companions would come out of their home and see him and they would say, Yes. Ayub. No, no, you got it. You, you go to knowledge. No, you got it. You go to knowledge. Knowledge doesn't come to you. Good. He just left? What's your name? You're not, okay, we need another Ahmed. Stand up. I'm his blood So please, his name is Ahmed, dude. So you can give all of them one piece, and then you take two pieces. You're my new helper, okay? But don't go anywhere. And then you can also get them in the back. Hold on, hold on. So there are a couple more things I need to mention, but I need you guys to please pay attention. I, I'm waiting for you guys to sit quietly. Hold on. Okay, I want to mention one more story and then we'll conclude, inshallah. Hold on. There's one more story. You'll get it, don't worry. Abdullah, I might start giving out strikes. For my students, they know what strikes are. You get three strikes, I'll talk to your parents afterwards about your behavior. What strikes? Strike one, strike two, strike three. Okay, one, two, three, eyes on me. No, you say one, two, eyes on you. One, two, three, eyes on me. If you can hear me, touch your nose. If you can hear me, touch your ear. Strike one. If you can hear me, touch your chin. Put your hands down. Okay, one more story. We're going to see who behaves. Whoever behaves better, that trivia question will be for that group. And that question will be five pieces for that person. And two pieces for the rest of that group. Game on, boys. One time, Abdullah bin Abbas, radiallahu anhuma, he saw Zayd ibn Thabit, radiallahu an, who was eight years older than him. And he was, uh, even from a young age, he, he, just, he also had the mind of a scholar. And he was known to be, he was the one who Sayyidina Abu Bakr Siddiq radiallahu an gave him the job, placed it on his shoulders to be the main person in charge of compiling the Qur'an and you know putting the official copy together basically, a huge task. He was the one who was trusted with that. So one time Abdullah ibn Abbas, he, he saw Zayd ibn Thabit. He was basically returning back from out of town or something and he was on his horse or his camel, his animal. So Abdullah bin Abbas, he goes and he, he grabs the reins of the animal and basically starts helping him and, uh, you know, serving him, essentially. And at that point, Zayd ibn Thabit, he feels shy because this is the cousin of the Prophet ﷺ. So, I'm going to see who's going to behave better. 
So Abdullah bin Abbas, he grabs the reins of his animal. He starts helping him. He starts serving him. So Zayd, he tells him, like, you know, don't, don't, don't do this. Don't worry about it. And Abdullah bin Abbas, he responds saying, this is how we were taught to treat our elders and scholars. He's eight years older than him, not 80 years older than him. Eight years older. So at the time of Abdullah bin Abbas is 13, then he would be 21. Just simple math. This story did not necessarily happen when Abdullah bin Abbas was 13, but just for us to put things in perspective. So Abdullah bin Abbas responds with that, this is how we were taught to treat our elders and scholars. And Zayd ibn Thabit, he responds, he says, give me your hand, and he kisses his hand. And he says, this is how we were taught to treat the family of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. My question, I love the pin drop silence. I'm just soaking it in. I'm just appreciating it, alhamdulillah. How's the pin drop silence if it's a carpet? You won't hear anything. My question is this. I'll tell you what, because both groups are behaving, I'll have a question for both groups if both groups continue to behave, it's up to you guys. You control your behavior, not me. First question, because they earned it, no complaints. You complain, I'm not going to give the boys a question. First question for the girls. What was the age difference between Zayd ibn Thabit and Abdullah ibn Abbas? All like in the middle, sort of in the back, is with the blue mask. You want to stand up? It was eight years. It was eight years. Noreen, can you help me out? How many pieces? I said like one piece for the person, right? Five. I said five? No, she said one. He's <laughs> three. He's five. He said five. Okay. SubhanAllah. Okay, go ahead. Hold on. The question for them was five for the one who answered. You can stand up so she knows who to go to. That, then you can, you can tell her. So she'll pass on it. She doesn't want the pieces. That's okay. And no one else is getting the pieces. Either she accepts it. Or she does not, she didn't. The other girls will get their two pieces, but I'm saying those five pieces will not be redistributed. And please don't complain about that, boys or girls, especially boys. Question for the boys. Now I'm going to test your manners right now. For the girls, it was five and two. For the boys, it'll be three and one. Ah, you know me too well. Yeah, sometimes you just got to take your lumps, okay? And Yusuf knows that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Stay quietly. So because right now you guys didn't moan and groan and complain, that's kind of what I was expecting because I said three and one. Because you guys did not complain, you had more of an alhamdulillah type attitude. I will increase it to five and two if you guys continue to behave. Good job. Question for the boys. So, the age difference, as Sophia Sheikh, Allah make you a Sheikha, mentioned eight years difference between Zayd ibn Thabit and Abdullah ibn Abbas. My question for the boys, going back to the hadith, five before five, what was the fifth thing? I saw Alpha's hand. Life before death. 
take advantage of your life before death. Who's my helper? Ahmed? No, 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 no. What? Ahmed? So, Alpha, raise your hand. So, Alpha gets five pieces and the other boys get two pieces. But I'm making it a condition that all of you guys have to brush your teeth and you have to listen to your parents when they tell you to go to sleep. Hold on, hold on. We're not done yet. I still have some pieces. We're almost done. We're 99% done. But, no, you, we're not done yet, so I need you guys to behave. Sit quietly. There's one more question that I have. One, two, three, four, five, six, like seven and a half. Hey, you don't need the half. I'll take the half. <laughs> hold on, hold on. We're going to recap the five things. Number one, youth before old age. Number two, health before sickness. Three, wealth before poverty. Four, free time before preoccupation. Number five, life before death. So my question, now this is, this is open for both boys and girls. This is the last question. I'm, you know, I might just make it a question for the girls because... You know, when, when we found out we were, my wife and I, when we found out we were expecting our first child, alhamdulillah, we found out it was a girl, I was so happy. Because <laughs> I had taught a lot of kids up until that point. I said, alhamdulillah. <laughs> yes, I have, alhamdulillah, we have a son too. May Allah bless all of you. May Allah bless all of the kids in the world. My last question is this. But you have to, uh, the question is just going to be for the girls. Boys, you can't be tossing it and popping it. Don't do that. My last question is this. There are these five things. Who can tell me all five in a row? Yusuf. I can't hear you. Yes, you can take it down temporarily. I'll make it easier. You don't have to do it in order, but tell me all five. Boys, don't toss the candy or I won't give you candy again. Yusuf and Hamza, I remember your names. Yes. Life before death. Wealth before poverty. Sickness, health before sickness. So, okay, so your youth before old age, and there's one left. So you have youth before old age, health before sickness, wealth before poverty, and you mentioned life before death. Do you remember the fourth one? You, you don't have to mention the order, so you have four out of five. Do you remember the last remaining one? I'll give you ten seconds. There's a famous app that ties in with the concept. Ten seconds. Nine. Eight, seven, six, five. My clock is going tick tock, tick tock. Four. Bachem. Three. Two. One. Hey, no halal shiri in the masjid. What is this? You have one second left. 
And now I need to hear your answer. What is it? Free time before you get busy. How did you figure it out? MashaAllah. Come to the front. Thank you all for coming. For all the parents and grown-ups, may Allah bless you guys for your patience. Fasabrun Jamil. We tried our best. Subhanakallahumma bihamdik nashadu la ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilaik wal asr inna al-insana lafi khusr illa alladhina amanu wa amilu salihat wa tawassaw bil haqqi wa tawassaw bis sabr